This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain name, website, or online store, make your next move with squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here on the 24th of April, 2018. Hello. Hello. Howdy. Hey. hey. Hi. Let's look like in different places today. Jesse, you're in your style and, and profile and kitchen? Yes. Go on. No, yes. I'm, well, I'm, in, I'm on the one desk that I have that has my laptop, and then I got a camera to put on my laptop. Because uh, I don't ever work from home, but I'm packing to leave, so <laughs> I'm working from home right now. It's great. Indeed, yes. Uh, we will be doing a shorter show today because Jesse is leaving on a jet plane for a grand tour of Parts Unknown. Goodbye, everyone. Yes. By which say, I mean I'll this, still see you online, everyone. <laughs> this is going to be a, a disrupted uh, month, let me put it that way, because Parts yeah. Unknown is where Dodger's headed as well. <laughs> in, in, in one way Me- or mentally. another, yes, in a very much a mental way, yes. Uh, in the next few weeks, most likely, you will not be here because you'll be dealing with Sprog. Yes, Sprog is the best way to put it. Yep. Yeah, Sprog takes a lot of attention, so yeah, there will be a little bit of shuffling. To, to do we have wait, hold on? Do we have a baby name and is the baby's name Sprog? No, it's not. The baby's Sprog. name is Sprog. Yeah. It, it, what? Okay. Apparently it is now. Is that right. is Sprog? That's a fantastic name. It's a good name, right? I know. Sprogthorn is a fantastic name for like an impish Sprog. character. You're absolutely Sprog right. Sprogthorn. Yeah. Sprogthorn. I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Going through the villages, roasting <laughs> all the peasants. Sprogthorn. Damn right. Damn right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah, have you never heard the t- term sprog? Does that never come up? No. It's not, it's not a common word here. I'm it, literally going to have to Google what a sprog is. Yeah, it's it could be it. more of an English word. Yeah, it's just a generic sort of affectionate term for baby. It's like, hey, you're sprog. Huh. And so on and so forth. Sprog. Sprog. Yeah. Well, yeah Wait, so sprog it. is the Danish word for language, too. Huh. Well, there well, you there go. You go. Multi-purpose. Learn something new every day. Can I can I tell you guys a thing I learned? Oof, uh, yeah, sure, please. So so um, Sam and I, I I realize this is a, a two-hour show, so I'll keep it short. Um, Sam Sam and I <laughs> have been waste as much time way... as you want. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and I have been working our way through um, all of the Marvel movies in like mm. chronological order. Yeah, right? yes. quite a few people have been doing that lately. It's been it's been really fun because they're actually they're movies like the Edward Norton uh Hulk movie where you're like this one is not gonna fit in at all. Mm-hmm. But all there's Hulk still movie. like there's still like information in there where you're like, oh that actually like flowed really nicely. <laughs> and some of the characters, uh, uh some of the characters 
show up later and the i don't know why they it's great <sighs> that hulk movie i hate that hulk movie <laughs> i liked it better than the ang lee hulk movie uh you know yes. what yeah no I, matter what the worst marvel movie so far is iron man 2 that is no so no, bad no no, no. I, I i think you've got, you've got to say hulk Ooh. is pretty bad and then you've got to think start digging backwards and saying well what else do you include are you completely ignoring everything that's out of the official yes uh, marvel yes. comic universe series completely ignored yes because i fucking don't because i was watching blade last week and blade's fucking brilliant Blade's Blade great. Brilliant. Blade's not bad at all. Blade's a fun movie. Yeah, that has a blood so rave the second in it. One. I don't know about the third. I think Trinity is probably pretty bad, but the second one is fucking awesome. Yeah. Blade is great. That's the one where uh, the face is open. They're like, Rah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. So we we made it to, uh, I think the last one that we watched was Ant-Man, which yeah. I actually forgot even existed. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I, there's quite the, a few of them actually in the MCU. There are a lot. Like, they're like that happened. You, just doing movies, it's like nineteen of them. I think yeah. they everyone still made hundreds of millions of dollars oh, at God. least. That's why they keep making them. <laughs> yeah. But I wound up in the weirdest hole, okay. uh, researching ants because there, oh, wow. <laughs> there's like so much. Because they talk about <laughs> all these different types of ants, right? And the fire ant thing, where they're like, yeah, fire ants can make structures. I remember reading a bunch of articles about that a long time ago. And I was like, oh, that's an actual thing. And then they were talking about the crazy ants. And I was like, are the, is everything that they say about the crazy ants real? Because they say that the crazy in the movie, they say the crazy ants can conduct electricity. And so I went on like a dive, learned all kinds of shit about raspberry crazy ants. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so fun fact. Raspberry crazy ants. I'm ready yes. for this to aliens. So, uh, fire ants create venom right? Yeah. Raspberry crazy ants create the anti-venom to fire ants because they share territories. And the That's reason cool. that they're associated with electricity, nobody knows why they're drawn to electricity, but what winds up happening is one of them will like find an electronic device and then die, like get electrocuted and die, release a pheromone that alerts all of the other crazy ants in the area that one of their boys died, right? And they're like, oh, fuck no. And then they all swarm it and short circuit it. Hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> so electronics are not safe around crazy ants. Fun fact. Like, what the hell? I learned all kinds of, of shit about ants while we were right. watching it. Man. It happens, yeah. It sometimes does. I'm trying to think of which of the MCU, you know, the universe movies that I dislike the most. Um, I think Thor 2 has got to be Most up there. Thor 2 sucks. Yeah, Thor 2 is pretty garbo. Thor 2 well, sucks. Iron Man 2 sucks. Nah, I like Iron Man 2. How do you like Iron Man 2? Mickey Man? Rourke and Suitcase Suit. And <laughs> yeah, the Rourke Suitcase Suit was suitcase great. Suitcase Suit is my good. Mug. Yeah, the su it's, not my <laughs> it's not my bird. It's not my bird. There's an entire 15-minute scene where he's like, it doesn't matter if it's not your bird. He's like, it's not my bird, man. <laughs> It's not my bird. It's then, nonsense. But then what, what you want to, if you want to have some fun, you go outside of the MCU. You don't pick uh, Fantastic Forks as cheating. Yeah. The worst of those. Because I'm thinking Electra is fucking oh, terrible. Daredevil is also bad. terrible. No, 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 no. I'll defend Daredevil. Uh, I, think, I think Daredevil is a decent action movie uh, with some decent effects and some good villains. Fucking Colin Firth as um, 
as Deadshot. Is it Deadshot, bullseye? right? Yeah, Bullseye. bullseye. That's With his, one. like, actual Holy bullseye. Yeah, 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 that, bullseye. That, it was good. That. It was good. But Electra, <laughs> the spin-off movie? Jesus. That it's was not, It's nonsense. Abysmal. It's a nonsense film. I don't think I ever no saw sense. it. I, well, you're not missing anything. Trust me. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> it's not I don't too, know. Not too if hard you to go... defend Daredevil. I think it's just a solid action movie. I, I feel like those like Electra borders on like so bad it's good kind of thing. Like it's like it's just a terrible, terrible. I don't think Electra gets that flaw. I don't think then it's you even get noteworthy. Stuff like Spider-Man 3 that's just so uh, bad. Boring. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Dancing the, Tobey Maguire. And... Dancing scene will live on forever. I remember yeah. nothing else. I'm very <laughs> glad just, for, for was... Homecoming. Stu- uh, for Spider-Man Homecoming wiped all those memories away. Homecoming was in fucking really good. The best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. It was it's the best one since Spider-Man Two. Yeah, Spider-Man One and Two were good. It's so weird because like the, the the Sam Raimi trilogy, Tobey Maguire makes a great Peter Parker and kind of a bad Spider-Man. Where the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, he makes a great Spider-Man but a terrible Peter Parker because he's like too cocky and too good and too popular and he's like a handsome dude that you can't just yeah. buy as a dork. Yeah. Right. The other way, Tobey Maguire is a dork, but he also doesn't—he doesn't have that charisma that I felt like he needed as Spider-Man. I don't know. Marvel movies are fun. Got to toss something <laughs> else to the ring. Does anyone have a dissenting opinion on either worst MCU movie that we haven't? Uh, best yet? MCU movie: Winter Soldier. Done. I didn't say best. I did say no. worst. Okay, we're doing best then. Right. Uh, Winter Soldier is the best I... one. Mm. I don't know that I could. I don't know that it's I could up choose. there. Sorry. It's, it's it's up there, really, really up there. Winter Soldier was amazing. I loved Civil War a lot. I loved I Civil really War. I really loved Civil the, War. The, end, the yeah. end confrontation between Captain America and Iron Man, because you could really feel for both of what they were fighting for at that point. That's good writing. And I that really Thor Ragnarok, I think, was Ragnarok really, was really great. good. Ragnarok's just fun. Like, it's, yeah. it's a fun it's, movie. It's I don't know that it's my movie. favorite, but it was like entertaining. I was like, all right, that was fun. Yeah, I was very entertained um, by that. I did really like Age of Ultron, too. Yeah, I, I people shit so on hot, it. I wasn't so hot on it. I mean, I'm not so hot on the Avengers, honestly. I don't really, oh, yeah. you know, I pre- I prefer the the focus on one or two characters, not five thousand. Yo, I'm ready yeah. for this next one. My, I am ready for Infinity War. I'm so hyped on. I've this was the comic that I, like got me into comics when I was a kid. The Thanos was, arc. Was so- yeah, man, Infinity Gauntlet. I was like, Thanos is fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So like this is I'm ready. This is years of nerdum in the making. It's all I ever wanted. <laughs> so the plot I, is they're trying to stop Thanos from finding the flavor stone, yeah? Yeah, right. Yes. Right, right. No because flavor otherwise stones. They'll become all no powerful. flavor stones, not yeah. for this guy. It's one of those ones that like negates sour. So if you no, look at everything want, tastes sweet. I want him to have four out of the five flavor stones, and when he's coming up to the next one, he like bursts open the door. It's dark. You see a silhouette of a man holding a stone. As the light from the outside like come per- pushes through the smoke, you just see Guy Fieri with the last Flavor Stone, and he's just oh. like, "Welcome to Flavor Town." No, that's Bitch. welcome to Flavor Stone. Flavor Town. And then he crushes it in his hand, absorbs the power. <laughs> Holy! And then he, he becomes an Avenger. Flavor. And then, yes. then, then his his black shirt ignites in flames, and he's ready to fight. He's oh like, my that's god! Perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Once the Corruption Podcast, we do occasionally talk about video games. As we said, short show today because Jesse has to leave on a jet plane. There will be shows over the next few weeks, even though Duga will most likely not be at them. Uh, Jen is <laughs> going to be stepping in for 
next few weeks and a lineup of guests. And I'm pretty sure I got it right this time. The DJ Wee is actually on the show next week. It's going to be like that elusive guest we keep announcing. I was going to say, there. he just keeps slipping through our little thing. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse says he'll be there, but there may be gaps in the schedule, in which case we'll find somebody else, no doubt. Somewhere. We'll find a cave troll. <sighs> something something like that. We could, mm -hmm. pay, we could pay the cave troll a lot less. So that's, a, that's of benefit. I don't know how much he'll contribute, but hey. I can't promise anything. I make no promises. No, indeed. God of War. Yo. I have not Yo. played it, so I will act as Yo. questioner okay. and interviewer. And Jesse's played all of it. I yeah. am seven hours in. I just, I don't know, I don't want to say where I got to because of spoilers, but yeah. I got to the part where, where I, this guy died. Where, and yeah, so-and-so <laughs> died. Yeah, somebody <laughs> died. Yeah, let's try and avoid story spoilers if it's yeah. all possible. Yeah, this is a super story. Oh, yeah, there's no, there's really no way for me to be like, here's where I am. Yeah, everyone could avoid without being notes. like eh, spoilers. Yeah. It's yeah. like a good, it's a good 16, 20 hours of playing with Teal'c, and when he says "indeed" in the game, I literally scream like a girl. I'm like, <laughs> he's like "indeed." I'm like, that's the thing he does in Stargate. Um, yeah, I've I've played I think four hours, something like that. So you and I are probably um, similar. You literally just probably got the compass. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I'm further than that. Uh something that everybody should uh be aware of is the roving spoiler demons who are on Twitch. Um yeah. they're <laughs> I've been on two different streams where somebody was playing God of War and somebody has hopped in spoiled the ending and then left oh god yeah this is, it's just you gotta people are just a few doing words, it a ton basically. it's like a full-on snape kills dumbledore situation where i'm like come on what the fuck yeah well, do it it's rude don't do it either don't set to sub only it. so they have to pay for the privilege of trying to ruin everything for you or you know get on that filter list and find those words that's what Man. i did for uh star wars people try it to even some of the sub tried to spoil star wars and it ended up just being a giant set of message Pickle. deleted, message deleted. It's like, yep, well you tried. Done. Thanks for the five dollars, idiot. <laughs> Good stuff. So yeah, uh, just you know, it's very fun to watch people play this game, um, but especially on harder difficulties. That seems to be the consensus. Yes. That yeah. they made a genuinely hard difficulty that is actually fun and challenging. Yeah, so that's my impression. Hard mode, hard mode is is challenging. God mode is like gross. God mode, Talk what about it like does straight up is unfair. like um, imagine you're in God mode and you okay. go up against an enemy that's already two levels higher than you. During combat, enemies will start charging, and if you don't stop them, they'll level up more in combat. So now they're even higher oh level than what they were when you started fighting them. They do DBZ oh. charge ups. Oh my god, it's god mode is just like unfair early game thankfully even in hard mode what happens is eventually you get enough money and you get enough uh experience that you can sort of like combat all that shit and, mm -hmm. and even it out but early game is rough Suffering. just rough. <laughs> i mean what's really nice is um any anybody who played the older god of war games and knows that 
they were yeah. very spammy in mm. terms of how you play. Oh, they're, to they're totally different. This yeah. is an extremely methodical combat system. Yeah, I've noticed right. that, which is disappointing to me because <laughs> you just want to fucking swing chains and well, kill shit i mean the thing about you know spammy is a way of looking at it because at a lower difficulty you can absolutely play hit all the buttons just like in bayonetta but at the higher difficulties you do actually have to learn real combos that do real things in real situations mm -hmm. so the options for both is there seeing like god of war be as slow as it is compared to the other games is jarring to me uh, it's almost like if I were to approach this game, I would approach it as a game that isn't God of War. Yeah, I mean that's fair. You should. You, you should. Yeah. Um, playing I... with Gerard is is part frustration on my behalf because I'm like, don't run in, don't run in, and he like has that mentality of like he's played a million God of War games, so he's like going ham on shit. And I'm like, don't do you it. Can't do that, that's dude. Not gonna yeah. help. You can't yeah. do that. That's I not mean, how. You didn't. You didn't have leveled they... up enemies and shit in God of War. They didn't have like level numbers and shit that. You just went oh, in yeah. there and you were expected to be able to murder there. everything that you came the across. Game still, the game still has, um, like, kind of light puzzle stuff. Yeah, that still has uh, the shame. And there is, there is at least two God of War-style elevator rides where you're just ah. like, <laughs> and enemies fall, like, jump down and okay. fight you. Those, that's, yeah. those are all right. It's the ones where you've got to, like, run to one side of the room and just wind a thing and then run to the other side of the room and wind a thing for the other thing unwinds in order to open a thing oh Those... that's a that's that's one of the i think that's that's a dungeon i'm not going to spoil it but that's yeah. definitely a mechanic in a dungeon yeah, yeah that all that. the god of war tropes are there it's yeah. just the combat is more dark soulsy um, yeah actually that's what i was going to say i hesitate to use i don't like calling games like it's like dark souls but this but because god of war wrong, constantly evokes for me Dark Souls like feels not only with its combat and more methodical play and the leveling system and the stat system, but also the world. The world is like a is like a bloodborne ish interconnected unlocking shortcuts to go yeah. wherever you want kind of exploration. And mm -hmm. you can go to areas that are over leveled for you and get your ass handed to you and be that's like, neat. I guess I'll go there later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's neat. I've no I've no objections with having areas that are designed for you to come back to later and you can dip mm -hmm. into if you feel like it you know that's a cool aspect of exploration there's also um there's also a, a a difficulty mode that's literally just like i want the story yeah i don't i don't want shit to beat me up constantly i want this to be easy so that i get the cool story out of it yeah we've talked I, about that I, on the show before yeah. haven't we you know this idea mm -hmm. that there's nothing wrong with having a super easy or even yeah combat automated or assisted mode for those people that don't want to do that sort of thing it's fine you bought mm. the product you should yeah. be allowed to play it really you know within reason the way that you want to yep there's um a distinct feeling in this one that like in previous god of war games you know kratos was just sort of this big badass monster man who ran around and destroyed shit mm -hmm. um with the and power every once in a while you fight like a giant monster but it was like all right cool whatever and this one everything is huge and the world is huge and everything that you do is like larger than life but the story is very very small personal. and i yeah it's a personal story right. and it is like the most simplistic plot and it doesn't cool like like that sounds good 
Yeah, it it's 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 great. It's great. I there's so many things that I know that I just want to say to add to the conversation, but I'm not gonna. I'm just not yeah. gonna do it. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of potential spoiler territory. Oh, there are many, that. but like especially game mechanic wise, there are many things that I'm just like <laughs> can't talk about it. I wish I could tell you. Yeah, I will say like you know not necessarily it won't necessarily alleviate your concerns, TB, but as you go further and further and you level up and get more, you do unlock lock lots and lots and lots of combos. There's yeah. all kinds of different combos and combinations of runic magic and stuff that you can use with those combos. So combat is varied and. I would say faster than like a Dark Souls game, um, but it's still methodical. It always stays methodical, but it's never like that simple, like shield up, slow approach. You you do want to get aggressive and, and it's maybe more Bloodborne-esque. Well, eventually you run across and like, so they force you to learn different styles when mm -hmm. you fight. Yes. And so yeah. there's the Draugr and then they have like the fast Draugr and then the armor Draugr. And then there are uh, other... <laughs> other things yeah, that show yeah. up that are much much faster and like can fly yeah. and then there are other things that you can only hurt with like your hands and then yep. there are other things that can only be hurt with certain like elemental things and mm. so as the game goes on and then of course because you know f you um it really goes full dark souls and that there are these things called travelers and you probably you two probably haven't found them yet because you're wow. you're pretty early but at a certain point um, in the story, you're forced to fight one, but if you just go exploring, you'll randomly stumble across travelers. And travelers are just like guys chilling, but they look like suits of armor and they just stand up and they're like big armored out Norse dudes. Except I think they're supposed to be undead. I don't know, but they literally are God of War fights. Like they are, you have to be so methodical, but if you beat them, you get traveler like uh, things you can use to make their armor. And mm. if you buff that all the way, it becomes like the best armor in the game. And so literally they're just like, what up, bitches? And one time Jar and I like opened a gate. There are like gates you can find in the world. And two came out. We were like, cool. And that was, that was the longest recording session. We were just like, how do we beat them? Because eventually the game just becomes, un eventually on hard mode at least, there's some enemies that will one-shot you no matter what you do. Like one hit and you're gone. And it's like, yep. Oh, all right. We this fine. Yeah. And so Sam, I'll come last back. Night, um, one of those fights that's like, oh, this is meant for endgame, but you can do it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Sam was doing one of those fights when he was only like halfway through the game, and was like, well, you know, this is a this is a game that has a combat style that's more my speed, where it's you, you know, if it. you're if you're good enough and you can read the enemy, then you should be able to eventually beat absolutely them, right? that's what we discovered yeah we had like yeah. a thing where we went to uh one of the areas and unlocked a thing and immediately got stomped and i was like no we shouldn't do this we shouldn't do this but then i realized as draw was playing more and more i was like oh it, you know if you can mechanically do things then it then it doesn't matter because you won't get hit so eventually uh, i'm not sure if you guys have discovered those like mirrored doors yeah. Yeah. I can't but get eventually, it. there comes a point where you can unlock those. Yeah. And once we unlocked one, we went inside and found out what was inside. And once said fight happened, um, Draw was like, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And I literally was like, What would the completionist do? Would he walk away? <laughs> and I, we sat there for maybe five hours as he learned this session. boss and he stopped it. It was great. That was like, He's got to do a montage, and you've got to get some music in the background for that. Right. That's, oh, it was, that's guaranteed. It was so funny. I was just That'll like, be... are you, are you going to give up? <laughs> like, are you gonna... He's like, I need you to get better armor. I was like, okay, but I'm just saying, like, 
Yeah, just interlace People watching those, this video are going to be there. so disappointed in you. He's like, stop it. And I'm like, <laughs> just put those clips in. I'm gradually getting better and better. Have motivational 80s music in the background. Fuck. It's perfect. That's yeah, what's fun about the game, that's a video. Like, there, there are fights like that for me that I've had even, you know, seven hours in where it's like bashing my head against the wall because I keep dying, but I'm learning every time I get like a little bit further and a little bit further because I'm starting to learn the enemy until the end where you're like, I've got this. And that is super satisfying and I love it. Yeah. And they do have some really, really incredible fights. Um, the, like, the opening if you guys, boss yeah, If you guys fight. have played the beginning, you played the opening fight, uh, which is amazing. But like from there, that fight still is very, very good. But I don't know, maybe five, six hours away from that is another very, very epic fight. And then they don't do those fights very often. Most of the time you're yeah. fighting like a big thing that just stomps on the ground and you're like, oh, I got but every once in a while, you'll enter a, a moment and you're like, this is God of War. Like, this yeah. moment where you literally cheer because it's so ridiculous and, like, over the top what just happened. You're like, Ooh, yeah, It what? would suck if you missed out on that. You know, I, I, there's some very, very memorable boss fights from fucking God of War. The Hades boss fight was one of my personal favorites. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, you know, being able to rip out people's eyeballs from second perspective and do all <laughs> sorts of crazy shit like that. That's... You don't get to do that in many games. Kratos I will, does lots of brutal shit. <laughs> I will, I will say one of the things about this game that I think is, is fascinating is for all the uh, stuff that's in it, the finishing animations of the trolls, and I'm trying to think, of, there's like three other things. The ogres. Always, always the exact same. Yeah. And it's just like one of the ongoing jokes that I have is like every time he slams a giant stone slab down on a dude's face, it's like, I feel like it should get back with the other guys and just be like, don't bring giant stone slabs to this fight because he'll, <laughs> kill, them. he'll kill you with them. Right. And it's just one of those things. It's like every single time. And it's just, no matter what you do, that's how you finish them. It's like, yeah, that is a little lame, but yeah, it's a, such a small, a small kind of nitpick. Right. 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 Something that, I, uh, you know, you don't need to have played the other God of Wars to play this. This is a, this is a soft reboot. That's but, 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 what I was, I was going to get into. Yeah. If you play the other God of Wars, knowing what, who Kratos was before and how he was such like a rage machine, 24 fucking seven, every fight, he's screaming and ripping people apart. Yeah. You jump to this game and it's my favorite part where Kratos is like somber and more in control. But it makes those moments like the first boss fight and those epic boss fights where... The, the guy keeps pushing Kratos and pushing him and pushing him. And you know, deep down, Kratos still has what he used to be inside. And he gets in the point and then Kratos is like, you made me do this. And he just fucking freaks out and becomes Kratos who he used to be, this rage monster. And those amazing fights that happen, that's what makes this so much better for me because well, in God of Wars, it's, it's constantly hammering you over like Kratos is angry, Kratos is angry, Kratos is angry. And this one, he's like, if Kratos gets angry, you're fucked. And I, that's don't, love. I don't remember if we recorded this conversation that Gerard and I had, but I, we definitely had it where I said that like the reason why I enjoy this God of War more than any other God of War is because I think right now in my life, like if you had asked me 10 years, years ago, yeah, like God of War or whenever the hell the first God of War came out, however old I was at the time, I was like, yeah, this fucking rocks. And it has this like very... 
what you as a like 17 year old imagine is fucking awesome yeah massive like yeah you like oh, kill yeah, all these yeah. guys like fucking it was and, a super power fantasy game it was yeah yeah massive it was power like, fantasy this game. is great and <laughs> this is not that kill this everybody. is this is not that and it's 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 a game where you have to be very careful and it's a game that is about like a dad raising his son that he has like no connection with whatsoever yeah and it's it's very much about a family and not about like awful like Kratos really 24-7 not just revenge but like revenge that makes no sense eventually we're like dude right. you're just killing to kill like yeah. what is your problem I mean that, that was an issue with God of War for a while it's like after the first game really there was a lot of like eh like is there any real reason for you to continue and that it's like Kept pushing it, and then they tried to have a. There are more gods out there, guys. More gods. Like, more gods. By God of War three, yeah. it's like you're killing them all because uh, you're just so angry he now at this off. point. Yeah, I think you that's, can't do that forever in a game. That's that's gonna get trite. That's gonna. But get they reference that in this, like what? He, I mean, okay. I say reference it, but it's more. I, I guess Kratos kind of alludes to who he used to be with one lines here and there. And I'm, gonna, he, I'm gonna let you know something. This isn't a soft reboot. <laughs> This is isn't even a hard reboot. This is a continuation. Yeah, it is. It is a continuation. Like it, it still exists in that same world. But somebody, do you think you've beaten it? So, do you think somebody who never played God of War could play this and enjoy it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But but it hey. plays. A, Kratos's past plays a role. Oh no doubt. For sure. Before the end, there's it's a big moments are like oh shit. So yeah, I'm. I'm oh, it's I, so good. Yeah, I think. Um... A lot of people were going. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people had the reaction that I had when they first saw the trailer for this game, and the gameplay for this game being like, "Oh, cool! So we're just gonna move on to Norse gods now. Like we're just yeah. gonna move on and like start killing all of the Norse gods." Okay, sure. Um, but there's like there's a lot thematically and like story wise that goes on in this game that is much more layered much deeper than any of the other games have been um and that's awesome i'm yeah. really happy with it i never expected in the god of war game to be streaming it and be and like every hour pausing it and being like all right here's my theory on what's happening right, right. Like, a god of war game yeah, yeah. like i'm constantly <laughs> talking with chat and be like here's my theory as to what's going on and what these mysteries are and who these people are uh knowing enough about norse mythology to parse out who's who um, but then, you know, with Kratos being injected into it and being like, well, it's not an old God of War game. There's there's more going on here than than what's being shown. I'm just excited to continue. True. There, there is. You're right. <laughs> but, you know, with the God You're of War right. game, at what point in God of War 1, 2, or 3 did you ever pause and be like, here's my theory on the story of what's happening in the mysteries. It's like, no, yeah. I just need to get to fucking Poseidon. Well, that's because it's, it's, it's a, I think it's like a better uh, crafted experience than, like, yeah. God of War... There's no other way they could have gone. If they went back to the previous mechanics, unless you're a hardcore fan of what that was, it wouldn't have Which been as, I, as I well received. I would say that I am, but I'm also in favor of shaking things up every once in a while. You know, they did, if you don't count the PSP version, they did four games of that. Four of them. Mm -hmm. And then they remastered them. And it's like, well, you could make a PS4 version of that, which would probably look pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. uh, right. but you know there are already sort of I, I feel there are other games that took the mantle away from God of War when it came to Spectacle Fighter and I think the Bayonetta was a 
say platinum. Yeah, Bayonetta is just better, I think, in in my honest opinion, when it comes to that kind of fighting. Uh, I mean, even Nier Automata, who is more basic, is still pretty damn good compared to God of War in that kind of fighting. Like, it's enough to sate my desire for that kind of fighting. And there are other companies making those kind of games as well. This sort of behind-the-shoulder, cautious, but not too cautious blend of action RPG, which is what this game now appears to be, which is it has little sprinklings and obvious influence of souls in there, but it's not anywhere close enough to call it a souls-like or anything like that. It's not the fucking Surge or Lords of the Fallen or anything like that. Yeah, there's space in the market for that, and it seems like they've done a pretty damn incredible job of it. There's so few people complaining about it. I mean, the only person I've seen complaining about it is, well, me, and that's because (laughs) of the frame rate. And it's just, and that's just, to me, disappointing. Just, they've got a mode in there that is performance mode, but they can't keep it at a steady 60. Yeah, and they can't even hit 60 sh- in performance mode. No, Or barely can't. ever touch it if they even try. Like, from what I saw of Digital Foundries, because I, I just have a base PS4 and it runs the game at a smooth 30, fine. Um, but performance mode, it sounds like it but bounces the- between 30 and 50 regularly to the point where it's jarring. The lighting tricks they do on a normal PS4 in order to like make the frame rate not suck are sometimes like you walk into a room and it's pitch black until a few seconds and suddenly it's like very bright. You're like, what? It's interesting. If they'd done that on the PS4 Pro performance mode, I've probably been quite happy with that. Like I'll put up with a lot to get my 60, you know, to get my smooth combat. Yeah, That's Mm -hmm. a, a combat focused game in particular. I don't think you should be playing that at 30 you know and i wrote no the original dark souls was fucking suffering at 30 and when people got to play it at 60 when dark souls 2 and 3 came out they were like wow this is what i've been fucking missing it's like yeah i i don't know i'll have to try it because i want to know how tolerant i am of variable frame rate that's above 30 because i'm pretty tolerant of it in monster hunter like, I think maybe that game gets closer to 60 more of the time than this does. I wouldn't know. But I don't mind playing Monster Hunter in their variable frame rate mode. I think it's okay. It's it's perfectly playable. I actually used to play, and I still do a little bit, Infamous. Oh, you, yeah. The original Infamous Second Son came out unlocked. And it was kind of all over the place, but it was I was still okay with it. And then they locked it. Because a lot of people were were not okay with it, hmm. so you know. So some, yeah, you might you might have tolerance for it. Yeah, mode. I might be. Some people tolerate it. Some people don't. I I'd say I'm absolutely going to tolerate it more than Lock Thirty. I don't know. I, I'm willing to give it a bash. The nice thing is maybe that future proofs it for later. Because who knows if we get a PS four point nine or if we suddenly get. <sighs> a patch you know yeah. and they come in and they start optimizing that performance mode because if they didn't have that in the first place chances are we're never going to get it right we did weirdly enough get it in infamous they brought it back when the ps4 pro came out um but the fact that it's there shows mm-hmm. a fundamental shift in attitude because mm-hmm. previously that option would just not be there they just wouldn't even bother Let's say 30 or bust. We're making a showpiece game for Sony. Sony wants it to look pretty. 
and this is how we're going to make it look pretty. It, speaking of, it is gorgeous. That game is beautiful. Mm. My God. the Just the, the simple, like, distant things that you can see sometimes that are moving and, like, it, the game is just a, a sight to behold. It is it is an incredibly good-looking game. Uh, it's 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 so fun. It's something simple that they do, and I, I know a lot of people talk about it already, but I want to hammer on it a little bit, is, man, the Leviathan Axe is so cool. Just to be able to throw it and return it to your hand, and, and like like Mjolnir, it's basically like Thor's hammer. It might as well be. And, and a lot it's of people have been hyping that up. Explain to me why you think that's cool, because I've seen the GIF of it, and I'm... Uh, the people because passing it, around saying, oh, there's, there's, like, there's like a like, weight it? to it. it yeah, it's hard a... to describe it, 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 the way he throws it, the way he catches it again. The that little subtle vibration every time it hits your hand. There's and, and it can be used and is used in this game very creatively. And some of the best moments happen when like you throw your axe, it hits a dude freezes him. His friend is coming at you. You pull the axe back and it like hits the guy and he, flies over and so now you've hit two guys with one axe and it's like just a cool moment there's a lot of fun things you can do with it it yeah. solves puzzles it, it's sort of like its own addition to the team it's it's great it's bizarre yeah. and weird but it's great how and long it's are you stuck with it like as a primary weapon hmm? how long that? are you stuck with it as a primary weapon i still have it. it upgrades so it's kind of your at least for now it's one of your two op for me for my two options so you have your fists and shield, and then the axe. And so you can get into combat and be like, you can hurl your axe at somebody, you'll get stuck in their face and they'll freeze while I go charging in them. and start beating somebody else down with my fist. And as he dies, I can yank my axe back, turn around and start slashing at him. Well, if they already have there fist are, combat, uh, I'm hoping for Cestus. There are uh, other options. There are other yeah. options. In yeah. Big gauntlet <laughs> Cestus. I haven't gotten any other Big, options. huge gloves to punch people. I'm try not, I'm, I don't want to spoil things, but there are yeah, other options. I know, yeah. <laughs> There's, there's another option. Stuff you can use, yeah. yeah. And you have your boy too, who can do. He has different types of arrows as you go, and they do certain things. And he's, he's actually, you can upgrade him to be more and more and more useful. So upgrade the boy. Yeah, you upgrade. just give him better skills, and he you gets can. You can better. get him armor and uh, a better quiver and better bow and better maneuver move sets. Yeah, he can jump uh, on somebody, start choking them out, and that kind of thing. Like he's I'm gonna cool. remembering remembering that he exists and to use him. Well, is the, the thing is, is, so is for me. what's fascinating about this game, and I think they do it really, really well, is the it's either the combination of you playing with him more, or the story making him more prominent or the abilities, but as time goes on, that whole like, I forget to use the boy, because he doesn't really do much at the beginning, but as time goes on, eventually he's jumping off of enemies and he's stabbing dudes and he's grabbing guys for you and he's shooting guys and there's he's got arrows that like connect between dudes and it changes the way you play as time goes on mm -hmm. and he becomes like a real part of your team mm -hmm. and it reflects in the story. So as the story right. goes on, Kratos is a character like, relies on him more. Yeah, relies more and more and on he's the sun. Not and there's an annoying kid because that, that was a concern of a lot of people. No, they're annoying at all. There is growth. It's like it, there is some major moments for this kid That's that cool. are just like, whoa. So, well, they yeah. hit at it right at the beginning. Like within the first 20 minutes, they're like, he, the kid's just like, I haven't been sick in a long time. And you're just like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Well, you yeah, been sick there's going to be a time? big deal surrounding that somewhere, isn't there? I'm yeah. Just, we have so few games where you have an adult character and a kid character and the kid character is not an annoying little bastard mm. so no, it's, this is kind of a big deal 
even oh, he's, he's a kid and he's going he goes through some shit understandably uh-huh so. uh, well, so even just like side dialogue like in the beginning when you're just having nonsense fights with trash mobs at the end sometimes a kid will be like how do i do you know father and he'd be like be more alert do this do that like kind of scolding him and at the point i'm in right now after a fight he'd be like so how do i do and kratos be like you're doing better and it's just like that little like yeah. kind of off the, the first, cuff the first time he says that you're like oh yeah you're like oh my god he kratos would never have done that 10 years yeah, ago a lot a lot changes as you play the game between the two characters and it's really interesting mm-hmm. um there god fuck i'm trying to find this really good joke that i saw on twitter I last can't... night about oh. this relationship i'll get into it when i find it i have a really great example of of character development but like i can't say anything yeah, yeah. It's it's such a cool moment, but you're just like, that's great storytelling. Like the way they, Mm -hmm. I just can't, but eventually, needless to say, eventually what happens in the game is that um, a major event occurs and the world sort of opens up. And even though it's not real open world, it's sort of, you have a lake in the middle. Hub world. And you have multiple paths you can like take. So there's the main world of Midgard, and then there's multiple paths you can take, and each of those leads to different things. Like one is some sort of, let's say, big monster-based thing, <laughs> and one is uh, sort of like a piratey-based theme. And there are all these different places you can go there in Midgard. And then in the middle of the lake, you have um, this giant tears, whatever the fuck that thing's called that moves that that you can move between realms Mm -hmm. and as you play the game you unlock realms or you find codices that let you learn the runes that then can help you unlock realms Mm -hmm. and so eventually you go to um mufelheim which is the realm of the fire giants and that is a the fuck is that that is a uh, like a. This is not really spoilers, guys. We're talking no, about no, no, no. This is Norse this isn't spoilers. This is like game like put, standard Norse mythology. I'm putting stuff. it up because people are whining anyway. It's probably Norse <laughs> mythology and history is a spoiler now. Okay. Anyway, anyway, stuff. guys, guys. By the way, the Nazis they lost World War Two. <laughs> so <laughs> just be careful when playing Call of Duty. Okay. So anyway, right, you go to the fire realm, and the fire realm is a gauntlet, right? It's like it's like this crazy gauntlet, and you have to uh, beat all these guys in order to move through the gates. And as you beat them, you get items that then, I swear to God, this game is basically World of Warcraft. I know people are gonna, <laughs> it is, it is. The items are literally green, blue, purple, yep. orange. Yeah. Um. The 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 lots zones the I'm zones are literally like, oh. This is Outland, and this is the fire. Like, I swear to God, the more I play, the more I'm like, this is just Warcraft. They played Warcraft, and we're like, let's make a game called God of War, but it's Warcraft. Um, God so, of Warcraft, if you will. God of War, oh, you, you, you have So you have the fire area, and then you have, um, oh, God, what is that fucking thing called? Niflheim, I believe, is the other one. And Niflheim is another... Um, uh, event area so you have all these so so these different realms you unlock and they give you like special uh things to do and add more stuff to the game um and so i believe there's two that are not unlocked yet which are probably dlc or maybe something for the future but those are like things that that you can do bonus stuff that you can you can add to the game and i think that's pretty neat 
And I, li- I like that they, they added stuff like that to it. So it's cool. Cool. Thanks for losing to a thousand live viewers, by the way, who are scared of spoilers of Norse mythology. Jesus Christ. I did My find bad. the joke, though. I found the joke. All right, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Hit us with it. So, and I'll do my best, Kratos, which okay. will not oh. be very good at the moment. Ready. I can guarantee that. All right. So, Kratos says, Boy, translate these runes. Atreus, they say up dog, father. What do you know of this creature? Good. What, what, what creature? Up dog, boy. What is up dog? Not much, father. What is up with you? Eyes narrow. I will stay alert for this up dog. <laughs> also, classic up dog joke. Yeah, classic. Good. But also like in it. this game, keep an eye out. This is for everyone playing. Um, in this game, there are going to be enemies that look just like normal enemies, but are like squishy looking. I don't know how to describe it. They look like they're kind of like jelly ish. Uh, oh, is this about to be a spoiler? No, 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 no. This is, oh. this is, I'm going to help you. Um, no, that is a spoiler then. <laughs> what? They're just jelly enemies. Spoiler alerts up. Go. Oh, God. The internet can suck my dick. So <laughs> here's the deal. The, the jelly enemies, when you see them, and they're super rare, are like uh, goblins in Diablo. Um, so if you find them, they're incredibly hard to kill. They'll dodge everything you do, and then straight up just like... Vanish. Yeah, vanish. But if you kill them, they will drop a shit ton of stuff. And it's totally not even like, I don't even know. It's it's not even necessary to kill them, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, so keep an eye out. is going off now. Yeah, so the consensus seems to be this is a pretty damn fucking good game. Yeah. Yep. I am yep. loving it. Haven't played it yet. I I will. I'll try and come around to it. I'll see if I can tolerate the performance mode. If not, it'll get remastered on PlayStation Five. It'll get re-released five thousand different ways. You know it'll happen. There's so many good games. I can wait. I really yeah. can just wait for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I don't really feel the need to be on the train with everyone else on this, especially when there are. A couple of other great games vying for my attention right now, including Battletech and Frostpunk, the latter of which I have not yet to play yet, but I have played Battletech, as has Mathis. So, Mathis, you've played far more of it than I have up to this point. You're running a series on it. Tell me about Battletech. Have you ever found yourself feeling as if you're out of place? Something in the world doesn't feel as it should. Do you think that the people around you are not quite on your level? Are you having difficulty caring about anything whatsoever? What is the source of these feelings? Well, there are a number of possible reasons for this, but the most likely in your case is that you have a very high IQ. Yes, that's right, you may in fact be a genius. The world needs more geniuses and their ideas, but that means your time is also extremely valuable. Will you share your genius with the world? Will you rain upon the adulpated simpletons mana from the heaven of your truly enlightened brain? Of course you will for you are indeed a generous god. A genius like yourself should not be impeded by fiddly source code, plebeian languages such as HTML or a complete lack of artistic ability. The solution to all of these is of course Squarespace, but you already knew that because you're the smartest person on the planet. With Squarespace you can create a beautiful, attractive and professional looking website in just minutes with a huge range of expertly designed templates. 
Simply choose the template you want and use your brain as the source, allowing your revolutionary ideas to unfold on screen. A mind such as yours should not be impeded by petty model concerns like cost, so we are happy to offer you 10% off your first order and a free trial at squarespace.com cooptional But what could you use your website for? Anything your colossal mind can imagine. Galleries, blogs, stores, events, a literal online temple to nihilism. All of these things are possible at Squarespace, but of course they are. Nothing is impossible for an intellectual such as yourself. Make sure everybody knows your name. Let it be forever etched in the annals of history with a Squarespace domain. Practically limitless options and no hidden fees. There's no need to share something as sophomoric as a .com when you could pick something truly representative of your shining wisdom like .guru or .dog. Oh my god, they have .dog? Why didn't anybody notify me of this? Buy all of the .dogs at once. To be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand this ad. The humor is extremely subtle and without a solid grasp of theoretical physics, most of the jokes will go over the typical viewer's head. There's also Total Biscuit's nihilistic outlook, which is deftly woven into his characterization. His personal philosophy draws heavily from Nerodnia Volia literature, for instance. The fans understand this stuff. They have the intellectual capacity to truly appreciate the depth of these jokes. To realize that they're not just funny, they say something deep about life. As a consequence, people who dislike this ad truly are idiots. Of course, they wouldn't appreciate, for instance, the humor in... Total Biscuit's existential catchphrase, squarespace.com slash co-optional for 10% off your first order and a free trial, which itself is a cryptic reference to Turgenev's Russian epic, Fathers and Sons. I'm smirking right now, just imagining one of these adult-pated simpletons scratching their heads in confusion as John Bain's genius wit unfolds upon their computer screens. What fools. How I pity them. Source. This entire ad was a stupid meta joke about source. Squarespace, create your own website with no prior experience required. Get 10% off your first order at a free trial over at squarespace.com slash cooptional. Share your genius with the world or hoard it all for yourself and sell it on the internet later. Wubba lubba. So much better. Make your next move with Squarespace. Battletech is uh, if you, something that I didn't know. Well, I guess maybe I kind of knew, but Battletech, if you ever played Mech Warrior, I grew up with the Mech mm -hmm. Warrior franchise. Mech Warrior is a first person mech simulation game where you're just a Mech Warrior dealing. It's the same universe. That's all in the same universe. And I didn't know that for a long while. Uh, mm -hmm. But Battletech goes back and takes the, it takes place during the Succession Wars, and it's an XCOM y top down turn based strategy game that is much more akin to the tabletop game that in, that it comes from than, say, Mech Warrior, which is more of an action game. Uh, or even Mech Commander, which is a real-time strategy. And the point of the game is you play this guy who is part of a Royal Guard, where that all got thrown over in a coup. You kind of get kicked out, and eventually you are in charge of your own mercenary company in this, in this world. Uh, and it's very much Game of Thrones with mechs which i didn't know battletech was that's basically uh, what battletech has been for a long time yeah yeah i didn't know that um N noble so houses that. mercenary companies the threat of the clans and all this other yeah people yeah, being overthrown shit. and people vying for power there's a lot of um, law whole... in that game what was that there's a lot of law in that universe and and this game as well yeah the, the game does a good good job at kind of some, someone like me who doesn't know any of the lore introducing me to the lore so i have a grasp as to what's happening in yeah, the galaxy around me you do not me. need to have read a bunch of books about battletech to get yeah. the gist of battletech 
No, right. yeah, it's great. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's an XCOM type turn-based strategy where you're running a mercenary company and there's this main uh, through line critical path story uh, while it's also surrounded by this kind of sandboxy campaign where you can kind of ignore that and just travel the stars and pick up these contracts and uh, you know do these missions for money or salvage or reputation. And it's kind of all about you being able to run your mercenary business well which surprised me when I started playing it. I expected yeah. the complicated, in-depth, turn-based combat. I did not expect afterward to go back to my ship and now have to deal with finances and payments and yeah. running my ship and the morality mm -hmm. of my crew and uh, you know dealing with, with events that pop up as you're traveling from star system to star system. Your crew will get into fights. Your crew will want to do certain things and you have to step and be like, I'm in charge, here's what I'm going to do. And each one of those decisions will have a ramification, whether it be their morality, their morale goes down for a 30 days or you spend an extra bunch of money to make sure they're happy. Um, that stuff really is interesting because I did not, the game makes me feel like I'm running a business, which is cool. And I like it a lot. And then on top of that, you have your mech warriors who all have individual levels and experience points and you have to deal, you know, level them up. And each mech can be, modified and customized right down to their weapons and heat systems and down to uh, how much armor tonnage you have on each individual part of the mech if you yep. want to go that far and a lot of that is mech warrior in a nutshell mm -hmm. until they sort of very much simplified it with mech warrior 4 and that was a lot, obviously a long time ago but it's down to like, can I fit an extra flamethrower on this thing if I strip off a couple of tons of armor, maybe from the back right of my torso? They'll never hit me there anyway. And then, of course, they end up hitting you there and all that kind of thing. But the mercenary management company aspect of it is where the MechWarrior games have always been strongest. There's been quite a few MechWarrior games, and yeah. some of them have the subtitle Mercenaries. Ones with Mercenaries generally mean they've got scavenging and money management things like that whereas your regular mech warrior games you're going to be just progressing through a fairly linear story with this you know they really have gone hard on the mercenary company aspect and it's good it it gives you a lot to do between missions and it, it really affects how you how you take on your missions as well because you're yeah. thinking less about just annihilating everything in front of you you're thinking well this is going to use ammo, and I, I could, I'm taking a lot of damage on my mechs here. What if one of my mech warriors gets injured? Then they're out of action for a few days. Do I have a replacement? Right. What if I lose an arm on one of my mechs? Someone, someone's going to pay for that. And, um, and you have that you know. decision to make too. Say you lose, an, you know, you lose part of your left torso. Your whole arm gets destroyed. You lose maybe a really because there's different types of weapons in the game that are different oh, yeah. quality depending on the company that makes the weapons. Yep. So maybe you had a really like a incredible version of like a of a laser on your on your arm. You lose that arm, it's destroyed. Now you need a new one. You didn't have a backup. All right, let me open up the star map. Let me find the closest rich world with high resources because they're likely to have better companies selling weapons there. That's going to be a thirty day travel. Do I have enough money to last thirty days without taking a contract? Like. To be able to come up from a Tricky. mission and be like, all right, let me open up my financials and take a look at what I have money to do, what I have money not to do. Do I have time to do this, that, and the other? Do I just scrap this mech? Or maybe I put the mech in storage and take out a second mech that I had sitting there as a, just a backup to run with for a couple of months. It's It really is immersive, and I love it. So what, looking at this footage, 
Mm-hmm. Is this an RTS? No, it's turn-based. No. Turn-based. XCOM. Yeah, more like, more like XCOM. Uh, the way the system works is quite cool from a mech commanding standpoint. Uh, there's all, I wouldn't say there's always been this stigma, but in quite a few MechWarrior games, the bigger and scarier your mech, the bigger and scarier you are. Mm-hmm. And having little light mechs didn't really work out so well. You know, you usually just, oh, you're running little circles around me. Ha ha ha, I just hit you once and you're dead. Or I just fired a shit ton of guided missiles. Outrun those, bitch. Mm. All that sort of thing. In this game, you've got a system where you have light, medium, heavy, and assault mechs. And they each have a sort of initiative spot in when they get to move. So a light mech gets the option to move first or can reserve their turn till later. So Mm -hmm. you have a lot more flexibility as to when you use them. So you can use them as scouts, you can use them as ambushers, whereas heavier mechs, they don't have that kind of choice. So they're going to move much more predictably. They're going to move much slower. And there's a mechanic in the game called evasion, which you build up just by running a lot. Mm -hmm. The more you run, the more evasive you become, and you can these evasion points can literally cancel out damage. Yep. So you can either be a big, heavy, armored mech that can take these hits, or you can literally do the run rings around you thing. Yep. You know? It's You've got a lot of options there. It's it took me a while too to get my head around just because I'm I'm used to XCOM. That's kind of like the tactics games I'm very much used to. Yeah. Um and then to jump into battle tech. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit different for me ju- jumping into BattleTech where I was kind of I had the base idea of move into good position, shoot bad guys, and then hopefully they fall over before I do. And then once you start really understanding to like when you see an enemy mech, right click them. Then you have like a display of their armor, where they're weakest, where they're strongest, and then start making called shots based on that, positioning your mechs in such a way where all right, I have a clear shot at their left leg that's less armored. If I knock out their left leg, they'll fall over for a turn, and then I can run up and stomp their other leg. Now both their legs are useless, but the rest of their body is fine, which means more scrap for me at the end of a mission. Yes. That, that And then you have to also manage not only the position of your mech, but which way it's rotated. Because if you have the mech facing some enemy, but there's an enemy over here behind you, you're less armored on the back. So now they have a free shot at your back that could just completely ruin your day, because you rotated your mech to the left instead of like in a position that might have them both covered. This sounds exhausting. Mm. It is. The answer is it is. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it's, I, I disagree. Uh, I'm going to disagree on this basis because okay. who the fuck's rushing you? It's completely turn-based. I find it extremely relaxing because I just, I'll take as long as I want to take a turn. If you are the kind of person who was streaming this game you might find it difficult to keep people interested, but I had some really successful Civ 6 streams where it was six hours of me playing really slowly and just talking about random shit. And some people really like that and they find it quite relaxing to watch. Um, I find this relaxing to play because it plays at my pace. Mm. It's still, it's challenging and I love the gameplay and it's satisfying to play. Mm-hmm. But who says I have to play at a breakneck speed? Nobody. It's all turn-based. Which did not used to be the case. Alive. There were two previous Commander games that were in real time, and they did yeah. not give you that luxury. Yeah. They were not easy. The The hard part is, at least for somebody like me who didn't really play you know, the tabletop and played a little bit of Mech Warrior, played a lot of Mech Commander, 
getting into the mindset of really dissecting each turn and knowing where to hit. But once you kind of grasp that, it's not that bad. Um, it's the first, I would say the first, this is going to sound crazy, but for a game like this, it's not that much. The first two to three hours of this game are the worst of the game. The worst the game has to offer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, you, just the lack of freedom in general. You, It's a bunch yeah. of scripted missions. You don't have access to the mercenary component of it. Yeah. The tutorial's the, awful. The next you've got are, yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I found it, I found it relatively intuitive anyway. So I wasn't so concerned about that. But there are definitely some nuances to the game that the game could really do with telling you. Like, let's say you're very new to Mech Warrior. You probably do not know the difference between an SRM and an LRM. Yeah. I would imagine. Short-range missile, long-range missile. Long-range missiles suck at short-range. Short-range, vice versa. You can turn weapons off in a salvo. So yep. it'll you target the thing, and it'll say, all right, well, here's the hit chance of everything. You could fire everything, but if you do, then chances are you're wasting ammunition, you're firing LRMs that aren't going to hit. And even if they do, they're not going to do much. And you're increasing the heat level of your mech by just constantly firing everything. And then your mech overheats and starts to take damage, and then you're in shit tons of trouble. Yeah. You know, the game doesn't really give you much of an indication about of, of that and explain the weapon types all that well to someone who would be new to it. I think there's an expectation of a minimal level of knowledge of the universe. Yeah. I, I agree. There's other things that I've learned. I will say the, for the first time in a long time, you, YouTube comments have been incredibly helpful. Um, and things like allocation of where you want to place things on your mech as well. So for me, my first thought is, okay, if I have a missile launcher on my shoulder, I need to make sure I have ammo in my mech and I want the, the ammo to be in the same spot as my shoulder. That's wrong. You don't have to do that. And it's a, yeah. it's a bad idea That's to do that. It's a bad idea, yeah. Because apparent, what happens is if you get critical hit and your ammo gets hit, the it ammo explodes. all explodes and yeah. destroys your arm and your arm just goes flying. So you want to think, all right, well, I want my missile launcher here, but I'm going to keep my ammo in my Somewhere right leg. Somewhere else entirely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that that kind of thought process is where I am now starting. That's where like my learning curve is at right now. I'm trying to really figure out how to equip each mech and where I want to put things on it and what pilot I want to pilot it. I've got like the grasp of how combat works. Now I'm in like yeah. the minutia of, how do I make sure that if I get critical hit here, ammo doesn't blow up and my whole mech is gone? Yeah. Oh, that bothers people who are like, uh, say, a little bit OCD who want a symmetrical mech. You can't have it. You can't have one. You, no way. No, it's dangerous. You can't. Uh, it'll still look fine, you know, but you can't really have symmetrical mechs when it comes to the loadout. There mm -hmm. are, uh, it, there's even like different mech frames support different hard points so some of them just can't have an energy weapon here so it's like nope you can't have your laser here and your laser on your other side because the mech wasn't designed that way mm -hmm. so you just have to get over that or not play this game you could do that as well yeah up to you yeah, but more or less yeah uh currently the problems that people seem to be having with the game that are in any way important or serious seem to be crash related actually legitimate yes actual <laughs> legitimate problems uh there are some uh issues with crashing uh, i have to say i played two different builds including the beta Same. preview build and the review build i've never had it crash once but that's just personal anecdotal experience mm -hmm. uh, you always have that refund option if you need it give it a shot and hopefully they'll get that fixed up nice and quick for the people who are suffering that because it is a great game and 
it would suck if it were, you know, if, if people were not able to play it as a result. There's a lot of um, character customization in the beginning too, where you choose your history and yep, where your character comes nice from. that's always nice to have. Gives you little dialogue options as well. Yeah, gives you some neat little dialogue. It's not super deep. It doesn't really change much other than some dialogue options, but it's cool. Yeah. Like I, I like doing something that small because it makes me more attached to my character. It's like, all right, well, now I know his history, yep. his upbringing, his parents, and how he got into the line of work he's in. Yep. It's cool. It's like I ran away from home, but then the family was betrayed. And obviously yeah. they have stats uh, so, yeah, so it, it also bonuses. gives you just little uh, changes on the dialogue as well, which is always nice to have. You know, it's a nice little little touch there. Yeah, I am really happy with it because I backed this, full disclosure, at like $350 tier, oh, which damn. is the one that gave you the giant bomber jacket. And I, <laughs> frankly, that, that bomber jacket, I wonder if there's actually a YouTube video of that bomber jacket. It's... It is. It is a hell of a jacket. It was absolutely worth, worth it. Worth it. <laughs> oh, the jacket alone was worth like a piece of, um, you know, a, a, a piece of memorabilia like that. You know, that's a really good bit of memorabilia. You don't get that very often when hmm. when you buy any awesome. collector's it looks edition. Cool. Yeah, it's it's great. Incredibly warm. Makes you expand about six <laughs> inches larger than you actually are. Really expands you. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. For some reason, I don't. Know. Not your mind. Know, just, yeah, I don't just know you. What else was in the was in that? Did they ever have a tier where you got like a physical copy of the game or no? Um, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to mine to see if uh, I am actually ever going to get a physical copy of it. I really uh, want one for my collection. I think it was the yeah, it was the two hundred seventy five dollar tier I backed, which got me the flight jacket, um, and I don't know. I don't think there was a single player. Oh, there, there was a boxed copy of it. That's not that I know of. There, there's a cap, a house banner, uh, but I don't think so. Nope. Oh, and you get a, you get a novel by uh, Michael Stackpole, oh, cool. who is pretty awesome. And what? Uh, <laughs> yep. He he wrote okay. a bunch of BattleTech novels, apparently. So apparently, some of the best ones. So he wrote a novel specifically for this game, which is pretty fucking cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Shit. Somebody who didn't back it, and yep. uh, I, I'm I'm loving it a lot. I uh, I actually hope Someone it does. Who doesn't have well. a dope bomber jacket, right? I don't have a dope. I bomber. still enjoy the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do hope it does well because I like I love what they have here, and my mind only goes crazy thinking what they could do with a sequel as far as like that sandboxy option of being able to maybe influence things in the world. Oh, the there's so much. I mean, I don't know because I'm not very far into the game. I don't know if the clans are really involved at all. I don't but think they are. The clan versus inner sphere conflict is like the biggest deal in that universe. And the clans brought tons of new technology and crazy shit and like completely outclassed the inner sphere initially in terms of what they had. So they shook the whole universe up. I don't know. I don't think they're in this. Because I think the saying they're not in there yet. Yeah, it's we're not really in the timeline. Yeah. But there's your, there's your expansion pack. There's your right? sequel right there. It writes itself. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I kicks ass. Uh, we're at 4.23 p.m. with uh, Jesse having a hard out at 5. I'm so fascinated. Just we're, time we're, out a minute. Okay, Before sure, we move on to me having going. to leave. Yeah. I'm fascinated by the fact that... Wait, so this plot line mm -hmm. is that... Where do the clans come from? Well, they're not relevant yet because they're not in the timeline of where we are with the but game. But they come with better equipment? 
uh, yeah, clan equipment was better. Like it was. It but was how do they like, get it? Well, they're in a, they developed in a different part of the galaxy. When they yeah, finally there's, there's parts of the galaxy up, that aren't ruled by these governments. These inner sphere um, houses. Yeah. I don't stuff. like it. So bring them under, bring them under thumb. Bring them in. Uh, good luck. <laughs> they got some nasty, nasty shit. I don't like so, it. Where's the Where's that. the United Earth? So the reason it's chat, chat is is actually really good for this. They're like the clans are from the outer reaches of space and are led by former leaders of the Star League Defense Force. Oh, so that like must be. I'm assuming the Star League Defense Force is where they probably got their good tech. Yeah, they were official army apparently beforehand. Fancy. Yeah, apparently they they basically buggered off when they saw the inner sphere was becoming a mess and corrupt and everything. And when they show back up, they show back up with some nasty tech. Give me, right. me equal it. Expansion. All right, go. Yeah. I just want to know. I was, I was interested. In that how... means I can get my Daishi and oh, what was the other one? There's, there's some really cool Mac designs that no. <laughs> there were some really cool clad Mac designs that I used to use in MechWarrior Three, I think, and obviously they're not here. The, uh, but they look very different. Like they're much sleeker. Like, they're much more rounded mechs more often than not, whereas the Inner Sphere stuff is a lot more blocky. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know which one I'd choose. They were called Clan Omni mechs, though. Oh, I, it's crazy. We got Battletech now, and MechWarrior 5 is being developed. MechWarrior so. 5 is being developed, yeah. It's being made by Piranha, who have a questionable reputation because they made MechWarrior online. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that game... I think that game ended up being pretty good, but its monetization was disgusting. Mm. Like, there's no other way to look at it. They they knew they were the only game in town for MechWarrior, and they were pretty good on the simulation aspect of it. So they're like, we're going to milk these, <laughs> these fucking neckbeards for everything we've got. <laughs> oh. But if it's a single-player game this time around, they can't really do that, so... Mm. You know, we'll we'll see. I I think they'll probably do a pretty good job of it. The footage that's out so far looks good. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, Fingers crossed. What did what did you want to say about Jesse needing to leave? He has to leave in thirty five minutes. So I think we've got to crack straight through to a little bit of news and then releases and then out. Sounds okay. good. Great. Not, I'll say, I'll be save a my other episode. game for next week. <laughs> Fair enough. That's probably for the best. Let's see if I actually get any games played this week that aren't Battletech. I'm sure there will be. Frostpunk is still on my list. I haven't. Great game. That's yet. all I'll I, say. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing but good. It's shit it's about very very fun. Yeah. I can I I do have a question, and this is to the devs, and I need to know the answer to this. Of Frostpunk. Yes, because it's driving me crazy. <clears throat> Why is it in the options for this game? you have the ability to decide between either keeping corpses in frozen stasis to then use their body parts or burying corpses. Why is there no third option where you use bodies to heat the furnace? Right, throw the bodies in the furnace and just use it as fuel. That would, I mean, if, no. if I lived in a post-apocalypse where I had one furnace and it kept all of us alive, we would burn bodies of dead people in like, that would be our religion. Where we were like, they provide us with heat. Like, I was saying, 
That would be the thing. I don't understand why that's not an option. The it's the most consumed. obvious effing thing ever. Well, I the heat they consumed is now the heat they provide. Thank you yes. for your service. Goodbye. I yes, assume that's... they're not they're not very efficient at that though. Like a human yeah, but, but like it's part efficient. of the whole There's a lot like, of liquid in them. You add them to the furnace because they've been they were heated by the furnace and all the hard work that you put into making it run, and then you throw them in. It's not clearly not gonna power the furnace, but it's part of the religion. I don't understand. Because bodies take up space in the ground. No matter which way you go. It, and I'm like, why? Why keep those bodies? It's the apocalypse. Burn those things. Release them. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. I'd be a great, great leader of a town in the apocalypse. I'm sure there are a thousand <laughs> reasons why it's a bad idea, but... Yeah, but the world's the world's ended, my dude. The world's over. Well, yeah, it. That means you Burn need them. people with good ideas to stay alive. <laughs> Not just say fuck it, let's do what yeah, we want now. Can I tell you yeah, the first thing I did to... was I built an arena. I built I built a battle arena. Yeah, but okay. I built, we, we, I built a battle arena, a bar, going. and then I tried to build a brothel, but I didn't have the money to build a brothel. But I'm gonna build a brothel. Yeah, I don't and... need to ask my question anymore. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I had a great town. It was great. A lot of people, a lot of people froze to death because they had no housing. But those were the weak ones. But they got to have a lot of drunken sex prior. So yeah, it was great. I had a great time. Ugh. All right, a little bit of news, shall we? Let's dip into yeah, that. Yeah, hit it. See what we got. So there is a little bit of a problem for the Nintendo Switch. It turns out there's an unpatchable exploit on existing devices, which unpatchable. Uh, yeah, it's. Ooh. The exploit is hardware level. It, apparently, it cannot what be, is it? Can't be fixed. Um, well, I'm not much of a tech expert, I, so I will read this explanation. This is a full boot ROM level arbitrary code execution exploit. This gives ah. the exploiter full access to everything. The ability to write to the boot ROM is protected by a fuse, essentially meaning it's also impossible to modify once it's written into initially. That means it's impossible for Nintendo to patch the existing hardware with an update. It is only possible to fix new devices. As to what this is going to lead to, I mean, initially people are thinking homebrew, whether it will lead to a piracy vector, that's a different matter entirely. No. Both. I've never both. been so happy. This is like when they found out that they could like hack into old PlayStations and PlayStation 2, but then Sony was like, no. And so you've had the one of those old ones, you were like a god amongst men. I've never been more happy to have bought a switch and now i hope we can port other games like pc games out of my switch oh my god i, I <laughs> doubt i doubt that battle tech on switch no that's that's not gonna happen oh my god <laughs> yes instead of code instructions you can't do that so easily uh but it looks like homebrew jailbreak it, my switch it's definitely making homebrew a thing so sweet what what that will allow don't know emulation is a real possibility, I guess, off the back of that. That would be pretty sick. Not, we're not saying do it, but if you do machine. it, email me. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, like, use your real email. You know, use one of those, like, backdoor <clears throat> things you see on TV where they, like, go through towers and shit. Then connect to me. I don't think it quite works that way, but, yeah. We'll see. Apparently, someone's already got it running Linux with Dolphin and all sorts of shit like that. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, I mean, that could become the ultimate emulation machine. If they're lucky so and it's excited. like, hey, you can run emulators but not pirated games, 
That's probably a good thing for Nintendo, honestly, although it'll kill a virtual console dead, assuming they ever put it on there. Well, so that's a thing. Yep, there was an exploit there. Uh, launch of paid mods for StarCraft 2 has, hmm. we'll just, you know, we could call them paid mods if you wish, is finally here. They've been promising this for nine years. <laughs> nine years was the initial plan for the arcade, saying, hey, you can make premium arcade games using our assets, using all of this cool shit, and you can sell them. Well, it did happen, finally, with a launch of two games. One being Direct Strike, which is an upgraded version of Desert Strike, one of the most popular games on there. Yep. And they've got an interesting little business model whereby the existing stuff you could do with Desert Strike is all still there for free. If you want to play all the new stuff, as long as the lobby is hosted by someone that owns the bought game, then everyone else gets to play it. Hmm. Which seems pretty damn fucking fair to me. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not taking anything away. They're giving you more stuff. The other game is a full single-player tactics RPG called Arkstar, which is supposed That's to be cool. about a four- to six-hour tactics game set in the StarCraft II universe. So what assumes it's canon, and you're allowed to level up your party, collect weapons and armor, and do all the things you do in a tactics game, only in StarCraft II. And that's, that's a cool. straight-up $5 purchase. Sounds neat. Yeah, I can't wait to see what else they, they bring out, because that's, that's, that's nice. That's neat. I mean, it's fully, it's obviously been curated. It's been done with the help of Blizzard. The guys who made them are presumably getting paid a decent percentage. I mean, this is the way that this is done right, surely. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that it's... I mean, half of me says, shame it came along so late. The other half of me says, we do have free-to-play now. So we have a much mm -hmm. larger audience available to potentially consume this content. So, I don't know. I mean, I haven't pl tried Arkstar yet. I know the guy... And I think you do as well. I'm pretty sure the guy that worked on Arkstar also had something to do with your YouTube Red series. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. It might be the same dude. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's a very talented team we had yep. who worked on our games. So that's, like, pretty he cool. He worked on the Axiom mod as well. So, yeah, mm -hmm. he's a very okay. experienced dude. He's won a couple of the Rock the Cabinet contests that they do. Yeah. So I'm going to cool. play the game. Cool. I mean, I'm up for a tactics RPG in the StarCraft universe. Absolutely. Looks very polished as well. I saw a trailer for it. Looks good. I think that one is out today. Uh, and I think the version of Direct Strike might also be out today as well. And, I mean, Direct Desert Strike is stupidly popular. Like, it's been played millions and millions of times. It's a very fun game. Having a new version with different cosmetic rewards and premium content and things that can also be shared with people that didn't buy it that's pretty that's a pretty good business model it's fair i hope we see some more original games come out of this and that is what i want original stuff you know it's right. if you go back to why people hate the creation club it's like i'm not going to pay for something i can get for free well with this they're like well you can't really get this for free this is a brand new game we made yeah. You know, or in the case of Desert Strike, well, you can, you can get the same thing for free. And there's some extra stuff if you want to pay. That also seems fair. Huh. This game does look really good. 
Yeah, I wonder if actually is that trailer out? Is there? A... Um, there nice is one? Premium Arcade Arc Star. Ah, yeah, yeah. I see it right here. I'll I'll bring the trailer up. I say full disclosure. I do work with this guy on stuff for the Axiom mod. Uh, yeah, this is kind of what it looks like. Obviously, sorry about the cropping and the video size, um, mm. but it's like that looks like. I mean, that doesn't even look like they just took the models. Like, there's some original models in here. There's a pretty cool uh, sort of cel-shaded look to it. Yeah. Big boss fights going on. Full-on party RPG. You get to collect loot and do all sorts of shit like that. Yeah, the assets actually look really good. They yeah. Do. Yeah. That that looks like a really solid game. And it's five bucks, you know? Which, for me, that's, that's just right. Cool. <laughs> Very nice. Cool. So well done to them for finally getting that out after nine years. <laughs> Jesus. Anything else in the news that people wanted to highlight? I don't know if I read anything on the news recently. Mm. In gaming news, at least. Yeah, this. Uh, I know there was some hullabaloo about them supposedly nerfing assault rifles in PUBG, but I don't play enough of it to really... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I yeah. like that that probably is considered news now. I mean, it is, isn't it? Like, we're dumb for not covering it because that's probably where all the interest on the internet is. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you see No Dog? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the didn't you see No Dog has moved over to Fortnite, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, in many ways. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then that's something I keep seeing people being like, I thought they messed with the shotguns, but they didn't fix the shotguns. And I'm like, it's the same it's thing. A... It's the exact same oh, yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's two different gun systems as well. Like, you know, it's a very arcadey gun system versus a very precise gun system. And you have to wonder, hmm, well, you know, who's really winning out here? And what is it that people want? Because they've, they've clearly defined what their games are going to be. Right. One's the semi-authentic, we pretend to have real guns game, and the other one is the we are, we're not pretending that. He has a mini gun. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, yeah, but they're both doing very well. You know, I think yeah. that PUBG's had a very slight drop in players, but not not by much. Like it's right. still the biggest game on Steam right now. Dukes. I was gonna say since we're talking about this. Sure. Um, on the on the anime front, the newest season. Okay, of how is this relevant? Sword... You're about to find out. Okay, if you let all talk, right, sir. Fine, <laughs> fine. The newest season of Sword Art Online, which is uh, an anime that's all about like being trapped in MMOs. Uh -huh. The newest season, they're in a shooter MMO that has a battle royale mode, and Sam. Ah, yes, they were like. We know where the money is. We know what people <laughs> want to watch. Make the main character a cute girl who wears totally impractical clothes and put her in a battle royale shooter game. <laughs> and we were like, hmm, good. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, I admit, no. I'm more I'd be more likely to watch that, but it would have to be done well, and I know Sword Art will not do it well because Sword Art is awful. No. Look, if you want to watch an anime about... People getting trapped in an MMO. Watch Log Horizon and you'll just have a better time. Okay. Because Log Horizon actually gives a semblance of a shit about its internal consistency and rule set and what would actually happen in 
you know, if people were stuck there for a long period of time and how society would evolve. Whereas Sword Art Online is a stupid fucking power fantasy for weebs and is terribly <laughs> nice. written. And also I'm just happy because really now chat is as people arguing whether or not the newest season is good, which is really all that I wanted. <laughs> S- the last S- two animes I watched was Devil Man Cry Baby, which was good. Okay. I liked it. And then before that, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is adorable as fuck. I'm going to say I loved it. Food Wars <laughs> is the only good anime. Uh, what is? Food Big Wars. Food Wars food is the Wars, only good it. anime. Yeah. Never seen There's it. There's a new season. Are you watching the new season, Teebs? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> me? Man, the last he, anime the only, I The only anime was... I actually like it. Yeah, of course I have. What's the last Unless anime the... you watched, Jesse? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's about like a, a succubus who like took over the bodies of women uh, and then like Pleasured men. That was hentai, and that was like three nights ago. Yeah, all right, <laughs> right. we're good. You got you got what you needed out of it. And you're, that you're was up. very on brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is also worth watching the uh, anime feature length Godzilla on Netflix because that is very very mm-hmm. good. Well, I want to see the next anime I have lined up to watch is the weird mummy one. We have to take the, oh, the, the little tiny, little tiny, yeah, little tiny, little tiny. Well, that's weird. I don't. I see. I want to go watch. look this up. Go look this up. What it's is a this? little tiny. It, basically, they treat it like it's a pet dog, but it's a little tiny mummy. Yeah, like, like a little father, tiny mummy. What's the name? Like adorable thing? mummy. Roger, you need to find this image. What? It is. I don't <laughs> know. How do I not know? How do I know this, do know this and you don't know it? But you don't. What's the name of it? I'm looking right now. I'm looking. I'm looking. You don't even know what it's called. I haven't watched it yet. I said I need to watch it. Mummy. I won't watch it, but I've seen pictures and it's ridiculous. I don't get it. Mummy. It's a little tiny mummy. Watch the Batman Ninja standalone. It's called How to Keep a Mummy. How to Keep a Mummy. How to Keep a Mummy. The problem that I have with this is that it's not. Like a baby, it's just a very small mummy, and he gets little friends, and he has to get he has to take care of the mummy, and it's... it makes no sense. It is nonsense. It looks like a, another slice of life, like Kobayashi's Dragon Maid's type of anime. Oh, it is nonsense, but oh, so cute. God. It's aggravating. <laughs> so cute, it's aggravating. I hate it. There's yeah. lots of good <laughs> stuff this season. I hate I'm, it. I'm excited, but I I figured I could I could work one in by just talking about SAO. Yeah. There we go. Done. Done. It, it does make sense, though. I, I mean, considering oh, Japan sure. made Battle Royale, they made the fucking thing in the first place. They knew it. So they knew what to do. They are actually responsible. All right. Um, yeah, I don't see anything else really on in the news that is all that interesting. Uh, ben Brode left Blizzard. Yeah, he did. Uh, off to off to greener pastures or whatever pastures I don't know. What, I, I do wonder, you know. He yeah, I mean that's another big time successful pastures. game for them. Yeah, it's another big time Blizzard person uh, walking away. Which who knows? Who knows what that's about? But it's fascinating. So we'll see what happens with Hearthstone. Yeah, half of me says I'm really interested to see what he does in future and whether he goes to make another card game or join a studio that's making one. And if that actually has a positive or negative effect on its development, or whether it's like, no, I've got one card game in me, I made it, that's it. Yeah, we'll see. He can go and make the single player 
infinite dungeon run card game that I want. And go do that. If I recall correctly, by the way, the uh, Witchwood thing, the monster hunting game mode, is out today or tomorrow? Mm. Possibly? Mm. Because that I will play. That was, um, I put tons of time into the dungeon run one. It was great. The, uh, speaking of this genre, the third class for Slay the Spire is also, I think, coming out this week. Oh, yeah, wonderful. I heard about that. I haven't played that yet. I have Matt, to. What? I had a save file back from should play it, a long time no, ago. Well, let me put it that way. Uh, and I'm thinking of just abandoning this run because I know there's a shit ton more in the game now. Oh, yeah, now. you should. Yeah, I should just abandon the run and just start uh, and do, do another one. Um, yeah, perhaps the 26th for that mode. Cool. Well, that gives me a couple more days to just play so much Slay the Spire that I don't care anymore. <laughs> Slay the Spire is pretty fun good. What can I say? Oh, yeah, and the it's fun. beta for Battle for Azeroth starts this Thursday, if for some reason you want to care about good that. Good luck. I, I hope everyone enjoys it. when it launches, and that's yeah. it. Yep, I'll not care again. I'll get you don't have to explain it. <laughs> All right, then. In that case, what have we got in terms of releases? Am I the only one who did who looked at releases? I looked at the list. I, I didn't made... think about the fact that we wouldn't have a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, check, we, I'll check it out at the break. We, and did, then I was we like, didn't have oh, a no. lot of time today, so yeah. we'll... We'll get what we can in there. Totally understandable. Yeah. Frostpunk it, apparently came out today. Great yes. game. Play it. Which Super fun. Battletech also apparently came out today. Great game. Play it. Jesus. We're Great. rushing to... I, I can't... I'm not even set up for this yet. <laughs> Look. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Releases. Okay. Image works. Good. Battletech. Yes. Cool. Mm. That is out today. Frostpunk. Is date restricted and is out today, and Yay. is doing very, 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 very well so far by the looks of it. And that is great. Wow, two excellent hardcore PC titles out on the same day. We are spoiled for choice. <laughs> very cool. I don't see anything else. I uh, uh, today here. Swords of Ditto Swords comes of Ditto, out. Man, yeah. I don't know. How, that, I've never played. Sell it me is, on that game. Swords of Ditto is super cute. Basically, it is a action RPG that, uh, as you play through, at least from what I understand, when you lose the weapon, like it drops to the another person, and a new adventure continues based off of that. Yeah, it's something like that. And so, like, if you're in combat and you die, then whatever it is that like your sword drops and then the, a new hero comes and picks it up and they have a new adventure with it. Huh. The art that style is phenomenal. The art style is super cute. The best thing ever about this game, if you can see the gameplay trailer or maybe a screenshot, is the octopus in a hot tub. That yeah, is my spirit that. animal. <laughs> I, it, it, It's definitely on the Steam page and it's just an octopus in a hot tub and I'm like, I feel this dude. It's a bit simple and it might be better in co-op, but you know, it looks pretty damn great. And I would love to try it and yeah. intend to at some point when I get uh, the developer time. published it. All right. Yep. That's they, usually a good sign. It usually is. It's pretty rare that they publish something that sucks. So yeah. That's available today for PS4 and PC. Sweet. 
outside of that, I'm just quickly what checking. What is Grandpa, and why do I? Oh want yeah, this? is South South Survival Park is out. Your grandpa. Oh God, I'm gonna play it, aren't South I? South Park is out today on Switch, apparently. Cool. Oh, oh, cool. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, should probably not ignore that. Grandpa's a survival horror game. South Park on PC on uh, on a Nintendo machine. Who could have thought? What a what a way to sell this one. This is coming out on early access, I guess. Grandpa, early access game. Grandpa's a survival horror game. You woke up in a house you never knew. Strange things happen in the house. You have to find a way to survive and get out of the house. What is, what day is this? Tomorrow. That sounds like shit. Let's just ignore it entirely. No. Called Grandpa. What we yeah, could talk just... about, which is a nice pickup from Jesse, is Pizza Titan Ultra, which looks, looks fucking amazing. Awesome. It looks so silly. Pizza uh, your pizza delivering in giant mechs? In a giant mech. What? Uh-huh. Wait, pizza, what is it? Pizza? Pizza Titan Ultra is the name yep. of the game. Pizza Titan Ultra. You are. It looks I believe the pizzeria silly. is part of the mech, which would make sense considering the size of it. And you deliver pizza. There's some weird characters and some clear takeoffs. Planet Man, as opposed to Captain Planet. There is a, a very rich duck by the looks of it. I think we know what that's referring to. It's some trippy shit. It's like crazy taxi for pizzas and mechs. What it looks and like. Mech that combat. Looks- actually great with an ultra customizable <laughs> mech and i think you're not supposed to destroy everything but it seems like the game you likes have to deliver you pizza anyway. i don't yeah i don't know yeah. i i don't know it looks fucking awesome what can i say i, just, I saw a little quick you're like slicing the pizza and making the pizza too yep, there's a little mini game for you making the pizza as well oh my god Damn i'm right. in i'm in fuck yeah um also Interesting and odd uh, move to PC, Bullet Witch. Oh, old God, console a... game, man. Yeah, I, I know it's that one. Like, why is that here? Bullet Witch, it's okay, that game. I think it was all right, but it was no Bayonetta or anything else. So I'm not really no. sure why they're bringing that out, but they are. So there you go. I don't think there's uh, anything else. <clears throat> Death Road to Canada coming to Switch. Oh, good. Uh, it's been yeah. postponed. Yeah, it got postponed. Oh, not so good. Then okay. fucking never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I was trying to help. <laughs> 39 Days to Mars. Oh, yeah. 39 Days to Mars. This seemed interesting. Uh, you embark on the 19th century's most unreliable spaceship in this two-player couch co-op adventure, 39 Days to Mars is designed for two players. You know, this reminds me a bit of Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, from what I can tell. And solo players are aided by the computer-controlled ship's cat. You are supposed to make it to Mars without dying. And it includes a tea-making minigame. Got to get your tea right Mm. and all sorts of shit like that. Looks pretty cool. Mm. If you're looking for a co-op game. Uh, on the 26th, there's a logic game that looks like something I would play called Hex Lab. Hex Lab. <clears throat> the images are not going to be interesting. I'm sorry to tell you that ahead of time. It <laughs> does look like a bunch uh, of hexes. I'll give you yeah, that. That is yeah. a lot yeah. of hexes. There's a lot there's of hexes. one lab <laughs> of hexes. Old. Mm. Why, why do you think you play this? I, I like weird logic games, okay. and I can't 
looking at the thumbnails i have no idea what how the fuck this is supposed to be played so <laughs> i'll definitely try it i'm seeing things moving around on the video but i'm still none the wiser Looks like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of stacking involved not what is this earth defense force this is a weird which this must be a different version of it um earth defense force 4.1 we already have that uh there was a, a winged ah i think it might be the wing diver one which was a spin-off wing diver the shooter mm. i i probably wouldn't go with this one like Oof. if you're an earth defense force fan You'd have to be a seriously. So big you're Earth so you're one of those women fan. who, if they get stung or whatever in the main game, just orgasm is Basically, what you play yes. as. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's a bullet hell. They they made cool. a bullet hell out okay. of it, which is of limited interest to me anyway. Maybe yeah. some other people might like it, but I'm gonna avoid that one. I think. Are um, we? Oh yes, I uh, Dodger pointing out inked. Inked looks yep. cool. Say that did look kind of cool. The art style is gorgeous. Yeah, that looks really cool. Published by Starbreeze. It's all done in what looks to be colored pen, I think. Yeah. Really cool yeah. art style Beautiful. to that. It's uh, mostly a puzzle adventure game, so yeah. Cool. That one looks kind of cool. I'm trying to see if there's anything catching my eye. Every time I catch something catches my eye, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that looks terrible. That that's like how this part of the show catches works, the wrong really. side of your eye. Yeah, yeah. it's like goddamn. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, what's this a uh, solo game? I'm trying to bring yeah. it up, but I'm, I'm struggling to actually get it up on Steam. Solo is just a uh, think like a puzzle it. game, but it's also very like chill and relaxed, and you go around different islands and solve puzzles. And I'm sure there's a story to it. I just don't know what it is, but it's supposed to be like introspective and kind of interesting. It just looks nice. It looks like a very relaxing, like cute game. And I was like, all right, I'll give him a shout out. Fair enough. And you also have Fort Triumph. Yes. Tactical RPG where you use the environment to like mess stuff up and kill people. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. That looks cool. I'm just zooming to gameplay. Oh yeah. I just saw someone tear the floor out from under people. <laughs> Great. That looks cool. It's got a nice aesthetic, actually. Yeah. Yeah, being able to like blow up the floor and collapse shit on people—that's always fun. Yeah, I'll have a look into this. This was not on my radar prior, so. Yeah, it looks neat. Yeah, it does. Cool. And uh, on Sky Rogue is coming to Switch, which I'm told is relatively fun. I uh, think that is about it for the 26th, however. From what I can see. Mm. Moving on the twenty seventh though. Yep. There's a game called Corral. It's all about breeding chickens. Get out of town. Love it. Okay. Like Slime Rancher with chickens? But is it good no. or absolute shit? Because I'm looking know. at it and I'm going on I'm leaning in one direction. Can you guess which one? <laughs> you love chickens, so you chicken? love it? Yeah, I think hey, this is a I solid love, chickens, love it. I, I would say this does not do justice to the art of the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> this does not look good. There's There was something I noticed on there which probably is also terrible. I'm going to bring yes. it up anyway just because we've been talking a lot about Battletech. Mech's Profit Mech Tycoon Simulator. Oh, shit. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, you are run a novice mech factory to produce commercial mechs in order to keep your factory running. Uh, I don't know if you ever get to build military mechs. The interface of this looks fucking terrible. Yeah, uh, I'm glad uh, you said it. Yeah, it's nice idea, but this looks like a complete mess. Come back in like two years when it looks okay. Dodger, that was Corral. Jesse, no reload heroes. Uh, no reload heroes is a uh, really interesting looking party shooter. It's co-op. It's online. It's very colorful, and I was like, "All right, yeah, it, it looks it, nice." Yeah, it actually, it actually does. Yeah, it looks it's... like a polished game. That's where I'm at right now. If a game looks polished, I'm like, I'm giving them a shout out. Well, yeah, you know, because there's audiences for this kind of thing. And yeah, some of these things do not end up being easily discovered. Just put it that way. Game looks really cute. Yeah, it, it's nice and colorful. Runs well by the looks of it. Uh, big deal for the Switch, Yoten. You want to throw your Switch yeah. across? the room then Yoten might be a way to go so that's a pretty good get for the switch's library <clears throat> there's a there's another game coming out on friday <laughs> is it what by game? any chance something you Oops. should very much disclose as being heavily financially involved in <laughs> monster prom a game that i i uh, definitely produced it comes out friday and I'm really excited. So yeah, it's 100% a Jesse Cox production. Get get ready. I have code. I need to see someone to play it with to check it out. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can I ethically feel, uh, play that. I feel bad. We played with Cry, and I guess Cry just tweeted something about how he lost all of his footage. I know. <laughs> oh, he told no. me that too. I was like, oh. oh I'll reach out to Cry. Maybe he wants to record it. Yeah, again. maybe Cry wants yeah. to play now. Uh, Monster, so, uh, Monster Prom is the name of the game. Monster Prom. It is a uh, competitive dating sim uh, styled after one of my favorite games, The Yogg. Um, and it is about getting sweet, sweet dates to prom. Uh, but Monster Prom. And all the characters are terrible, terrible people. And um, we're not just talking about some visual novel shit here. Right? It's not a visual novel. It's this not at all. There's no, it's an actual like. like online. It's a party game. Like multiplayer. The Yogg was great. So the fact that you compared it to The Yogg. It, that, that was the inspiration for the mechanic of going to class and, and doing options and creating a story. And there are many stories. Uh, if you watch the Let's Play I did with Dodger and Cry and Octo this week, you'll see that uh, if you follow the paths of the stories, much like in the Yogg, it will pay off in the end. Things will happen. Cool. Um, or you can just be Octo and fail miserably. <laughs> oh, poor Octo. No spoils. No spoils. Oh, no spoils. I'm fucking spoiling my own shit. Um, <laughs> But then when the game's over, uh, you'll see the fact that there's many, many, many paths you can go down. And so, yeah, well, definitely check it out. Playability on multiplayer, so. Yep. That is uh, $11.99. You can pick it up on Friday. Cool. Yep. And, oh, double, triple, double, triple <clears throat> uh, collusion. Dodger is the voice of I'm the a, monster I'm hunter. <laughs> You're the monster slayer. So, yeah. Just getting everybody in it. I <laughs> Yes. I could safely say I have zero involvement in this game in any way, shape, or form, so I remain untainted. Good, good. For the time being. <laughs> we'll send you those free copies and swag bags, buddy. I, free copies of video <laughs> games is not a bribe. We don't have swag bags. I wish we had swag bags. Uh, I want swag bags. 
I have too like, many free games to the point where it's paperwork. Please don't. Oh my gosh, <laughs> man. <laughs> So many options. <laughs> yep. I'm drowning in so video games. So many things to play this week. So glad I'm not you. That may not be the. It might not be this at all. There's <laughs> a game called Basingstoke, and I want to know what it is because I've been to Basingstoke, and it's a very boring town. And I'm interested to see. It's a place. Yep, in England. It's called Basingstoke. Oh, it's by Puppy Games. They made some cool shit. It's a tense roguelike that mixes stealth and action arcade in the smoldering ruins of Basingstoke with alien monsters and reanimated undead. Uh, scavengers you go equipping equipment to help you in your mission. Escape Basingstoke. I, I might actually look at that, I have to admit. And they have puppy games style. They, puppy games have these aliens uh, it, that they use in all of their games that are fucking adorable. And they put them in 3D in this version as well. So this looks kind of neat, I have to admit. That's out on the 28th, Basingstoke. And knowing Puppy Games, it'll be very cheap as well. So might be worth a look. Chili sauce is a purchasable item. Sweet. Sold. Of course it is. Of course it is. There you go. <laughs> I think that will be about it. We've probably missed a bunch of really important shit. I don't. I'm looking through stuff, and I don't. There's has to be some things. Obviously, I just don't know what they would be. It, I, I just think it's a, we got a bunch of really cool PC games this week, and all the console guys are still cowering in fear from God of War. So, yeah, that's probably got a lot to do with it. No, I am not day one DLC for Monster Prom. You know what? You could be. <laughs> nope. Nope. Like, we could, we my, could just make ourselves a little biscuit all monster. All my principles and burn them on a fucking fire. Biscuit monster. A little monster. Oh, you can be a tiny a... mummy, but with a yeah. top hat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to get away with that infringing trend. Do it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's hard out for Jesse, so... It's time for you to leave. You're getting on a plane. We will see you Bye, next everybody. week. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye. You, what are you coming up with the channel this week? What's going on? Uh, God of War, Monster Prom. Um, I and said Dodger, a... but it's okay. <laughs> Go. What now? No, I was saying Dodger because I said you were, you're leaving. So I'm like, bye. Oh. But you can say it anyway. Fine. No, okay. it's, it's it's all right. Uh, Jesse no, worked very hard right. and has lots of videos coming out on yes. his yes. channel for you Jesse to enjoy. Jesse works very hard. In all caps at the bottom. Dodger, what's coming up? Uh, normal streams. I could pop out a child at any moment. So, you know. Yeah, that if, is a consideration. If suddenly there's nothing, uh, that's maybe, why. It's, maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe keep um, an eye on social media. It's follow like, me on all the then. social medias at DexBonus. It'll be obvious if yep. that's what's going on. But, you will yeah. not be on the show next week. I believe. No, I now, don't think so. Or for you know the next few shows, Jenna will be replacing you temporarily, <clears throat> and we will have DJ Wheat along next week as well. Man, and that's maybe. fine. Wheat week. Yeah, there'll be a wheat week. There'll be a great no week because we can just send him away talking for three hours, writing all the wrongs of the industry, and we'll just sit there listening. 
It'll be great. I mean, that's basically all of his TwitchCon panels anyway. So should be easy enough. <laughs> Mathis, what's going up on your channel? What's going on? Uh, I'm streaming every day pretty much with God of War right now. I've got a bunch of Battletech and Frostpunk up on the gameplay channel. And then I'm at the very last game for my... I did a marathon review series with all the Legacy of Kane games on my Judge Mathis channel. And I'm Defiance is coming up. It'll be the end of that whole series. And I'm just excited to be done and having played through all of them. So cool. that'll be coming up soon. And then Chaluminati Podcast every other week this Saturday. We'll have another one up. Indeed. Uh, there may be videos from me coming. We'll see. As you might be aware, I was hospitalized and it sucked. And things are not fixed yet. So there is a lot of stuff <clears throat> that needs fixing. My body's very broken. But we'll see what we can do. And this chair has actually done a pretty damn good job over the last couple of hours of keeping my back from exploding. But I'm not going to push my luck. So right. we will... We will see. You know, I, I'll be playing Frostpunk. I'll be playing Battletech. I'm playing Swords of Ditto. And there's still a couple of things from a couple of weeks ago, like Lobotomy Corporation, where you run, I believe, an underground lab for crazy monsters, and Golem Gates as well that I'm going to be looking at, hopefully. And maybe selling out to the Star Trek card game. That's a plan, and that will hopefully happen. But there you go. Thank you very much for watching the show, folks. I very much appreciate it. We'll be back same time next week. Slightly different cast. Bit of a shake-up over the next few days. Let's just put it that way. Thank you again for your support over the last few days. It's been very difficult. But we'll be continuing the show as best as we can. And if you missed anything, you can subscribe to the Twitch channel right now and you'll be able to grab the VOD immediately. Right oh. at this very moment. Wonders of technology. Yeah. We're done. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.